Hi, this is Meatloaf. Okay, kids, you know what time it is? You know what time it is? It's Outlaw Radio Time! Outlaw! Okay. I think you know what you found yourself uh, diving headfirst into. A little thing called Magic Match Outlaw Radio on YouTube, on Rumble, on Twitter, a.k.a. X, and the finest radio stations across the country. And don't forget our podcast, Spotify and stuff. Yeah, it's it's really important that you, you know, if you miss any part of this, then, well, that's status quo. But <laughs> if you want to hear us on any of the, uh, uh, the podcast platforms, man, we're everywhere on every single one. <laughs> but you might, oh, that's, uh, oh, yeah, you know what that is. Don't say it, don't say no, it. No, uh, that's the cove. Oh, it's the cove. I get it three times a week. <laughs> so three here's, times a day. <laughs> what? Three times a day I get the cove, uh, a.k.a. The flu. Uh, so our podcast available easily, accessible, but you must punch it in exactly Magic Matt's Outlaw Radio. It has to be punched in that way. Otherwise, uh, you'll get some outlaw radio, some ripoff friggin' show. Although we've been doing this longer than anyone. Not one to boast. You know I'm not a boastful guy. Hey, when I are having dinner at Koi, you know, sort of a, you know, a $22 for one sushi roll restaurant on La Cienega about a month ago with this lovely woman, Deborah, minding my own business. And it was Mark C.G. Boyer, my own self, and, uh, and Deborah Brando Presley. And even though I, I don't know if this is in the book, um, we were talking about Hoyt Axton's son Hoyt Axton's son, when you brought that up, I, I said, I told you, I said, do you know Hoyt wrote Joy to the World for Three Dog Night? And he wrote it as a kid's TV show theme that I don't believe ever made it on the air. So somehow it got into the hands of the boys of Three Dog Night, and it became a number one hit and one an iconic song after all these years. It's true. But he, you, you're saying Hoyt Axton's son is a good guy? He's a great guy. I can barely hear her, so can we I, I'll please... turn it up. Please turn her mic he, up. He's a great guy. He's like a big teddy bear. Yeah. And he has a great voice. He has... Uh, he's a humble, no no ego whatsoever. Yeah. But Jeremiah... Un, unlo- unlike everyone in this room. Yeah, Jeremiah what? Okay, that song you said was for a kid's show? Yeah. My little brother sang it all the time. He was like four at the time. Yeah. And it really did appeal to children. Oh, of course. It was like a universal appealing song, so I can see what you're saying. Well, when it, when you have the when lyrics appear, Jeremiah was a bull, a bullfrog. My God, you know what kid? What especially what boy didn't like a bullfrog? That's right. Except me. You know, I don't know. I grew. I think I grew up too feminine. Even though I'm a I, I'm a complete heterosexual male, not one to boast. Yeah. Am I trying too hard? Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. Now protest. Well, yeah, and I, I'm not into sports so much. So, yeah. Uh-oh. I, I would have been. I would have been better off being gay. You know. <laughs> It, it's just a, I was out. Cha- oh yeah, I was. It's just a gay sex and... part that I just can't. I yeah. I can't wrap my arms. Well, around. I, I question the pumps you wear. Though. Yeah. Oh, do you the Jonah David pumps? You're yeah. not a fan. Yeah. No. How, how about my Laura Ashley flower print? That's cool. Yeah. Okay. All right. So Curry's this. Out. Yeah. Oh, hey, by the way, Deborah, you need to get right on top of that microphone. Like this? Yeah. Yes. Just right okay. on top okay. of that. Okay. Okay. Almost kiss that I'm darn just thing. Okay. okay. So as. So that night at Koi, it, it was part of the staunch moderates get-together and uh, the unveiling of one of their billboards from this dude who put together this group called Staunch Moderates 
out of wait, what what just happened there? I'm just trying to get rid of the hum. Okay. <laughs> but, but that's what she said. Okay, I can't believe I said no. No, Deborah, I got to tell you, I really am a 12 year old in a a much older man's body. I understand. I, oh yeah, yeah. Well, you know, guys, you I know, totally understand. Yeah, we, yeah, we never grow up. That's I mean, an advanced age. I mean, I'd love to, but it just we never, we never. Fr- fr- why? Grow why up. do it? Yeah. yeah why? No point. Uh, so what? Oh, so we're sitting there minding our own business, and do you recall Howard Stern's dude? Uh, no talent. Oh wait, did that come oh. out of my mouth, or was I just thinking that? Anyway, whoever that dude is, I can't. Do you know his name? No, go go ahead and I say. I don't know his name, but I. I was, it, it just one of just thing. one of the muckety, not really a muckety muck, but just one of Howard Stern's uh, pack of guys. That Howard, because of Howard, Howard put them on the map, and most of these guys no discernible talent. He's like a stuttering John or something, or one of those yeah, guys. Yeah, but John had talent. He was funny in his interviews. Yeah. you know he. But this guy sort of took over when stuttering John left, and this guy did. I, I always thought, oh, God damn, over overrated. Um, kind of like a Ralph, his hairdresser guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's sort of no discernible talent. Well, this dude is working for this staunch moderates guy, and he got really drunky drunk, and they got into a fight. Dude, you were sitting there in the booth next to him. I helped him get across the street. He almost pushed me into traffic, but I helped him to my car and took him to his hotel. Wow. Oh, and left him. Oh, you did? Well, good. No, but we he... got him home safe. Oh, good. Oh, you did? God bless you, man. Okay, yeah. yeah. That was my only experience with yeah. him. Yeah. And so I get this I, I get this scathing email from the staunch moderates guy um, because I didn't I didn't plug his event or his billboard in in the correct way and I thought okay well I still I still like the guy but he sounds like a spoiled little brat that, that's all you know and I'm still I'm still with you yes wouldn't it be nice if we could all live in peace will that happen well no his dad no. owns all the Chevys. Okay, hold on, hold on a second. Hold on, get on the mic. His daddy owns all the Chevy's restaurants. Oh, is that right? See, I got to tell you, I did, I even did a little, uh, I dug into this, and I didn't get to that point. Uh, that <laughs> I thought that his parents were dead and left him a bunch of money. Yeah, they owned the pier in San Francisco, too. That whole pier, little walk. You didn't read what? very far. <laughs> I guess not. <laughs> I guess not. <laughs> I'll be a son of a bitch. So that gives him the right to get drunk and fight with a guy. No, he didn't get drunk. Oh. No, we're talking about... uh, Stern guy. Yeah, we're talking about that. That... Yeah, that punk. Yeah, no. Is it Gary? Gary? No, it's not Bill. Yeah, I think it is a Gary. It is Gary, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, this dude, you know, Stern, who is a great interviewer, and he he was never, you know, although people love to throw him under the bus, wow, it's all this this scatological humor. He really wasn't about that. I mean, I will tell you, uh, as a guy that's known Stern for a gazillion years, and we worked opposite each other in New York City, uh, he's a talented guy. And uh, and also great management, and with that he turned his his entire radio thing into a mecca of showbiz. So God bless him. But uh, this dude, who I guess he is a spoiled little brat, you're saying. So his parents are gone. His, yeah, they are, and he got and he got all the money. Gary, yeah, Gary Del Abate. No, wrong. Del- okay, Del- let's Del- let's Del- move on here. Let's talk about this lovely woman. No, that's his producer. And and Gary Delabate does have talent. He's a hell of a yeah, Of course, person. Gary's yeah. been around forever. Melendez? I think he's got a radio show now in Palm Desert or Palm Springs. Who does? Oh, that this guy, guy that I had to uh, take home, uh, take to the hotel. Uh, yeah, yeah, okay. 
Yeah. Oh, Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that must be fun, a radio show in on Palm Springs. Well, the weather's nice, right? Yeah. And the uh, golf courses. So, tell, so, so it was 19, uh, t- uh, in 1956, I, and you have this in your book, so you're not trying to hide your age. Oh, no. But I, I'll tell you what, I, I never, I never would have guessed that. I'll be 68 March 4th, but I'll I, be a, I, I'm a Palladian, so. I gotta tell you, man, if, you know. You be what? Did you say 68? It's yeah. the star system we're from. You gotta be kidding me. That blows my mind. Yeah, that is unbelievable, it's, man. It's I mean, you look fantastic. My you know friend. what? You are what you create. So oh. think you are great, and you'll feel it's them timeless. Them, wow, that's awesome. Some hunka 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 Elvis jeans, huh? I yeah. think so. It helps a lot. Okay, what yeah. about what about those naysayers who say, "Well, she she says she's the the daughter." See, you're not going to get that from me because I I did enough research on you, and even without the research. Spending a couple hours with you that night at dinner, I just, I, I, as I told Mark C.G. Boyer, this lovely woman, Deborah Brando Presley, has sort of a calming effect. And I don't know if, if you were like that with, with Brando, who eventually, uh, he, yeah, you're making a... He said a, that. He said that. Yeah. Oh, he said that? Mm-hmm. It's true. Isn't that interesting? It, it, it's true. Okay, but you are you. But I, you ask me what I think about the people who think that I'm a fake person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That you're not you're not from the the, the Elvis Presley loins. Right. I just say to them, bless their hearts. And <laughs> what they don't know, they don't know, and they're probably it's like Taylor Swift said, haters gonna hate. Haters gonna and hate. I'm just gonna keep going and uh, bless them because. Well, Matt, you don't. I mean, Debbie, you don't have to convince me because I'm telling you right now, when you walked in. You resemble Elvis. I mean, you really do. You look like Daddy. A Some people bit. say I'm ugly and I don't look anything like him. Well, that's uh, BS. That was last week, so. Okay, for, first of all, and I, I'm not. I'm not wow. saying this to placate you because I. I'm uh, unfortunately I'm unable to kiss ass. Uh, if I, I were, <laughs> if I were able to kiss ass, uh, I probably wouldn't be doing a radio show from my backyard. Here's the thing: in an 1876 Virginia City, Nevada style bar, <laughs> or or maybe it's my preference, <laughs> radio from a bar. I guess sign me up. Uh, but anyone who calls you ugly is obviously ugly inside, and they don't see you. They well, don't see you. What I say about that is that people that hate are not happy people. Oh, no, no, whatsoever. And I believe what the Constitution says, that we have the right to pursue happiness yep. and love yourself and know that we're meant to be here and we all have a place. We all belong. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You. 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 You are no longer Mormon. I'm still Mormon. I'm still. I'm get, Mormon. get on that mic. Yeah. I'm Mormon. Okay. Oh, but. But I, I'm. That's called the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints, and right. they believe we live before we came into our human bodies as well. Right. You know, we're not just happened to be here, and this didn't just happen to happen. Right. So. That's the beginning of. It. I love your vest, by the way. Oh, thank you. The hippie vest. Thank it's you. awesome, man. Well, I, I love your vessel. How about that? <laughs> yeah. How about thank that, you. huh? It's serving me well. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm going to keep it for a while. So this uh, lovely woman, uh, Deborah <laughs> Delane, was born as the King Star, was on the rise. 1956, the King of Rock and Roll was hitting it, and he obviously was hitting it as no, well, that right? Was the, that was June of 55. Ah, uh, okay, all right. 
and then he became. Um, but what 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 made you gave you these suspicions that that Elvis Presley was your father? Because I knew my mother knew him my whole life. She talked about that he was her friend, how he was uh, such a humble, kind person. And I, when you're a child, you think like a child. So I right. thought everybody knew him. I thought. I thought he lived in the radio. When my mother turned on the car, the radio, and he was on there. Right, I, he thought he was inside I the actual. He lived in the radio. <laughs> yeah, and no, so, I, so it yeah. was like not really magical thinking, but I knew that there was something. I knew that she knew him, and there were phone calls, and. But she never, she never divulged to you throughout the years that. Uh, she no. That, that was your daddy, or no? I would ask her questions, and she would just say that she got amnesia under pressure, and I needed to talk to her psychiatrist. Oh, okay. <laughs> wow. Wow. Huh. Where were you, August sixteenth, uh, nineteen seventy-seven? Well, actually, I was waiting for my mother to arrive because I confronted her the February before and said, "Is this my father?" And she just burst into tears. And I gave her a few months. And she was getting a divorce in the Mormon Church, and she was actually on her way to tell me everything. And it came on the radio that he was dead. So she she told me on the day that he passed. And, or she told you that day. But you, but wow. you had an inkling. You had an inkling oh, yeah. prior to this. So with that inkling, when you first heard that Elvis died, I mean, how must that have felt for you? It was, it was surreal. I mean, I was waiting on her to come over and talk to me. I was standing by the window waiting for her to drive up this long driveway in, the, in North Carolina, and it came on the radio that he was dead. And so I remember... I usually ran out to the car to greet her because we were so close. She was only 16 years older than me. And I um, was I usually ran out to the car, but I was, like, frozen. I couldn't move. And she came in, and it was on the radio, and he's dead, but he's singing, and the house is filled with him. And when she came in the door, I don't want to get emotional, but I just... Please, please I, do. I, I it, just, no, it make, Deborah, it makes radio better. I just said, Mama, can you tell me now? Oh, yeah. And she was so strong and she put her hands on my shoulders and she said yes Deborah, you are his daughter and you have to promise me one thing and I'm like yes and and she said you'll never do anything to bring any shame to his name you'll never do anything to bring any, any shame, shame to, to his, his name, name. and yeah. I said yes and at that point I collapsed on the floor I started beating my head on the wooden floor because that felt a lot better oh wow than what I was feeling and I remember she put her hand between my head, and I just was, for three days, she sat with me while I just wow, rolled man. with it because I found out who I was, but the he day, was gone. The day he... Or at least they say he was gone. And, who really knows? Well, I'll I tell you what. I mean, and he, was, and he was a young man, 42, I believe. Yes. I mean, a young man, so... You had many, many years, at least you felt that you did, many, many years to have a sort of come-to-God meeting with your dad. Well, that's true, and I did, actually. In 76 and 77, we had an encounter while he was in my hometown, and the colonel, um, my aunt took me to a private airport, which I didn't even know we had private airports when I was, this was um, the February before. Right. And um, the colonel came over and sat down with me and we talked for like an hour and I didn't know what but I think what he was that he was trying to see if I knew because oh. he had known and I didn't really know then right but I knew something and that's all in the book because it's way too much to go into right here we'd be here for the next 
60 yeah. years. Well, we, we may be anyway. But, uh, no, well, yeah. but, uh, but, but. <laughs> no. Well, I, but, Deborah, at some point we have to eat. Do we not? At some point. Okay. And I have to go to church in the morning. Okay. Yeah. See, I love I love hearing that. That does my heart good. It's true. Good. But uh, but yeah, but I I, I knew um, I I just um, there was there's a reason for everything, and my healing um, taught me that you can take the very worst scenarios in life and turn them into something wonderful. And and how how did you do that? How did you turn this tragedy into something wonderful? I realized that I am way more than just Deborah, anybody's daughter. I'm God's daughter. He's my real father. He doesn't abandon me. He's there all the time for me, no matter what I do. Um, and we all come from him. And that we all are spiritual beings having a human experience. And most people are looking for answers, and to me, it's just so simple. Do you have any? Do you have any musical like talent at all that you? I, mean, I do, you... but I don't use it. Okay. I had a record deal when I was. There's songs about this. I had a record deal when I was 33 without singing one note. Okay. And wow. when I got to Tennessee, I was with Gene Smith, my father's first cousin, and I just every time I sing, I hear my father. My mo- my mother's a great singer too, by the way. They met at a studio in '54. She lived three doors down for, and she was she would sing about everything. Yeah, she would sing. They met in '54. She would sing about everything, but I hear his vibrato on my voice. Oh yeah, and it just stops me. And you can't stop while you're singing because you lose the beat. Yeah, but I yeah. sing every single day of my life. Oh, you do. I sing in the car with <laughs> yeah. my daughter. Do you play guitar? I, I do a little bit, but I'm getting a shoulder replacement on the 30th. Uh, oh, geez. Okay. So that I can do it again more than 20 minutes Good. without crying. Do you Good. sing in the shower? I sing. But so you're not answering. But I don't that? care about being the center of attention. Yeah. I have not been around cigarette smoke since 1978. <laughs> so okay. if you guys so can see through the fog here, <laughs> I'm gonna have some water. Well, I but, I, um, I will tell you, Deb, I I do not smoke cigarettes. I simply... I haven't smoked in here. Oh, you haven't? No, Billy has. <laughs> oh, I told him no more. It's okay, oh, okay, good. Can't help it. No, no, okay. no, no, <laughs> no, no, no. I, I hey Deb, Deb, the interesting sort of that you would bring this up. I smoke cigars. I don't inhale cigars. I've never smoked a cigarette in my life. I heard Clinton say that. Hey, oh, well, that's a, that's a different animal. Yeah. And, and P.S., not to divulge too much. I, what happened? I don't know. I've, okay. do, I've done that as well. But I, 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 want you, I want you to know that Billy is not simply a, our HR man, Billy Dilly, and that is his real name, is not simply a cigarette smoker. This guy bellows smoke out. It's unbelievable. I think, it's in my lungs, I, I know. Yeah, I think the way the French smoke cigarettes, he bellows and it affects me, and I put up with a lot of smoke, but the, but the way he smokes drives me nuts. Everybody. So He's Mar- so cute, and you know, I didn't even know <laughs> Billy- they made cigarettes anymore. <laughs> so you didn't think people smoked cigarettes? I didn't cigarettes? know they had them in, in the world. Yeah. I haven't had a TV since 19... 19- 78 so I don't know much. Wow. By the by the by the way uh, about the same time I I uh, my last TV dinner. No, that's not true. No, no, I've had plenty of Swanson mostly white meat turkey TV dinners. Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, they but are good. the peas are the best. Oh, the, pe- the <laughs> peas. You like a dessert? Yeah, but the dessert. I love the dessert. Oh, no, no, no. Apple stuff. No, no. Here's the problem with the dessert, uh, Deborah, is that you you will occasionally find that little that crunchy thing in there. 
from the the peel. It's yeah, not even the peel. It's the cartilage of the apple that'll appear in that dessert. Cartilage apples have and, cartilage. Oh, and then and so I got to spit it out. So that way I've been I've been off the dessert and those things for years. Even the chocolate, the little chocolate cake. That sometimes. could have been a piece of metal. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> might not happen again. So so see see all of a sudden do you notice I I'm not I'm not attempting to cough anymore because Billy obviously has a cigarette out. Thank you, Mart. So that was my I brother. I pushed the ashtray away. I said, no, no more, man. Yeah, you no, can't. Yeah, just... and I'm getting hot in here. But... Yeah. Well, okay, no, what? That's because you are hot, <laughs> Deborah. That's... No, 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 no. That's... I did not go on the Howard Stern show. No, that's no, fine. no. And so, we, okay. don't, we don't do that, and that's why as you... As long as you know. No. <laughs> please. Please. Deborah. And that's, that's not That's not how we, that's and not that's, what we do. And that's how <laughs> I, I know... Uh, that that you avoided the singing in the shower. See, she she completely glossed over it. I did. She knows what she's doing. <laughs> I actually don't sing in the shower. I just get in and get out. I'm the fastest shower in the West. By the Even way, Christian used to say, "Really?" Because I'm in and out and dressed in like five minutes. Hold on a second. Christian Brando, what he was amazed by your shower technique. Yes. No kidding. He couldn't believe it. You're, so you're in, you're out, yeah. bada bing, oh, bada I boom. A fan. This is Really good. Oh, Thank there we you. go. Well, yeah, we have a good producer, Tattoo Thank Dave. You. Yeah, he, he, certainly, he pays attention. Yeah, he's certainly look good shiny. Well, he's also. Uh, I, I think you look good, shiny, dull. You, you, you look good, and especially when you mentioned sixty-eight years old. That's I, incredible. Well, I, I would have never. I know that. if that if that's what sixty-eight looks like. Sign me yeah, up. Me Actually, sixty-seven right now. Three, four, five, six is my birthday, so oh. I'm not really sixty-eight yet. Yeah, but so when do you turn the big uh, eight? Three, four, March 4th. Oh, three, four, five, six. March fourth, oh, oh. fifty-six. Okay, so you missed her being a uh, Pisces by I am a, a few Pisces. days. Oh, she's a Pisces. Oh, so we're both Pisces. Scorpio rising. What's yeah. Rising. Yeah. Oh, like I freaking no. Come on, I, I'm. I'm not. A, Deborah. Deborah. Yeah. Listen. We That's don't, another thing we don't do here. No, we don't get into sexual <laughs> stuff, and we certainly don't get into horoscope stuff. Now, I know Deborah that the. the, the so you know a I'll lot do of your chart. Give me your birth time. Oh, jeez, here we go. Okay. Did, did your gonna... mom give? Do you know where your mom? Did your mom tell you where you're born and what? My time? mom's still alive, so I could knock on wood. Do uh, you remember what time? I'll do your chart and give it to you. Tomorrow. I know exactly what time. Eleven fifty-eight and a half p.m. on March sixteenth. Oh, yeah. In Portland, Oregon. I'm <laughs> going to do it. If we get a break, I will tell you what no, your eyes are. No, no, I'm going to get no, a break right no, now. No, because I'm not going to give you the. I'm not going to give you the date I was born. Okay, I, can you write that down so I get it when I leave? No, no, just uh, mellow out here. <laughs> this, this is not about. She's going to bring her crystal ball in no, a minute. I, I know it. By, by the way, by the way, I went to I went to a soothsayer what a couple years ago. And and looking and and the soothsayer, you're looking into the crystal ball, and because I I wanted to be read by this person, and she said, Matt, she said you 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 make my my crystal ball smell funny. Oh boy! So yeah, so I had to wow. I had to well, first leave. of all, you don't call her a soothsayer, you call her an intuitive reader. You yeah. probably pissed her off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't piss those people off. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah, because they because yeah, they complain about the uh, scent of their ball, and you know who likes that? Nobody, not not me. All right, my friends, I'm gonna cha- I'm gonna change. I'm gonna go with a nineteen dollar mic uh, as we go to break because this this two thousand dollar Neumann is driving me effing nuts. Me too. Me too. Oh, so uh, when we return, uh, this lovely woman, Deborah Presley Brando, the life and times of a guitar player. Uh, not a soothsayer. I don't want to call her that because uh, you know you know what she'll say about me. 
But I'll tell you what, she's a singer, and Memoirs of a Starseed Child is her new book. We'll be this after back on Magic Matt's Outlaw Radio on YouTube, on Rumble, on X, a.k.a. Twitter, and the finest stations in the world. Drinking, smoking, interrupting. Outlaw Radio.